head to head. Oh, Muller. Wait, yeah. Ellen Nurse. You what? You fucked her? Uh, I don't know When I was younger, I would see that a lot of Chabad Chasidim have this minog, that they have menorahs on top of their cars. And I wondered a lot about it. I wondered. Somebody in Yeshiva came in today. I guess we're, we're headed. We're not in Kislev yet. We're still in the middle of Cheshven. But the month after Cheshven is Kislev, I guess. What? Tonight is 30 days. So 30 days. 30 days of Hanukkah. And, and I saw some of the menorah. When I was younger, CJ, I wondered about it a lot. Part of me even being, growing up and, and, and still caring, being a Yid, that halacha is so huge, it like almost bothered me because that's not the halacha. Menorah on a car, that's not the halacha. There's a halacha, very exact halacha is where menorah is supposed to be. And any outreach to Yidin should be done in the parameter of halacha. Even public lightings were confusing to me. Now, there is a minig Yisrael to light in shul. That's a chiddush, a minig Yisrael to... And we make a bracha on a minig, but there's not a minig Yisrael. You can't just light wherever you want in shul. There's a minig Yisrael. And there's halacha in the house. You can't light a minig on top of your car. That's not the law, and we have to keep the law. Even lighting a menorah in a public, on a block somewhere, is not pasha to make a bracha. Could be, it would be a suffix bracha levatala, not so pasha. You'd have to look really, and like it, like it made me wonder what was happening. And when I've gotten older and I've studied the Rebbe more and studied his Torah, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, 
I, I, I read that he faced tremendous, tremendous backlash. He fa- when he did this whole Menorah campaign, whether putting Menorahs on cars or lighting in public places, he got tremendous, tremendous yellings for it. Both from halachic people like me, he got yellings that this is not the halacha. And, and again, the Rebbe cared about halacha tremendously. And he got tremendous negative feedback from guys like me and from people who weren't yet from, who were very embarrassed from being Yidin, who felt like, who felt like this is bad, you're shaming us. This is, I, built, I built one of the first sukkahs in Waterbury in 50 years by a private person. I made a sukkah, I, my wife and I had a beer, we were having a child, and we were here sukkahs, there were nine from families in the city, we were having a little child, and we stayed for sukkahs, and we built the sukkah right next to our house. And old people who lived in the community came by, they couldn't believe it. The shul had a sukkah, but there was no, we were, we, there was no sukkah in the entire city of Waterbury. And Yidin and Gayan knocked on it. Gayan asked us about it, and the old Yidin asked. And most people took cool, like were very moved by it. These people built the hut and moved in. It was next to my house. It was not in the backyard. It was next to my house. And I, I tried to move in. I sleep there. I live in my sukkah. And people knocked, asked us about it. One old Jewish couple, two souls, two beautiful souls, came to scream at me. And they said it's an eyesore, and we're very, very angry about the sukkah. Beautiful Yidin. And they told me it's an eyesore. That was the words they used, an eyesore. They're beautiful Yidin. The Shirish always look at the roots of where people are coming from. They actually care about Yidin. They actually, people, either they went through the Holocaust or friends of theirs and were very, very scared of attracting attention to Yidin, which I completely understand the fears. A lot of European Yidin, if they see a Yid, we are talus in the street, freak. Because they say you're drawing attention, they literally look at it that you're threatening the lives of Yidin, literally. So building a sukkah like set off, if anything, wearing a talus, if you ever meet a European, and an American yeshiva guy like wears a talus, you guys don't know these Europeans because they're a generation removed, they're in Eilam My age group, if we wore a talus in the street, many of us were yelled at by people, older people, very upset. And the sense, now I don't, Every generation has its sugya, but we were criticized and said, you're a dangerous guy. So this couple came to my sukkah, they're protectors of Yidin, and they gave me a, an earful that you built an eyesore. Now they were not worried that it didn't look very nice. My sukkah happened to look really nice. And obviously they're afraid of drawing attention, Yidin, Yiddishkeit. So I did, I, I, I lived this sukkah building, a, I lived this sukkah, and the Rebbe said that he was screamed at a lot by people like that. Cars with a menorah on the top, lighting public menorahs. So he got yelled at from all different angles. He described, he got tremendous attack from two different angles for doing what he did. Both he got attacked from people that were nervous, you're drawing attention to Yiddishkeit and should be quieter. And both from people who said it's not halachadik. I want to tell you what I read from what I read from somebody claimed the Rebbe said. I can't prove this, but I read it from a source that I consider reliable. Said that what the Rebbe said is that he felt that Hanukkah is a chag that has tremendous spiritual benefits, like every chag. 
and our souls crave Hanukkah, it's 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 a chag. It's the chag of Golos. It's a chag that was a send off into Golos, and he felt that Yidden need Hanukkah, and he felt it did not reach a lot of Yidden. And he was desperate to bring Hanukkah to the masses. They should know what it is to create an awareness to this entity called Hanukkah. And he badly wanted to bring it to the masses. Now it's interesting, the very Chag of Hanukkah speaks about Pirsume Nisa, publicizing the miracle. So the very task that we have of lighting a menorah is Lefarsim Hanes, to publicize the miracle. And the Rebbe had this burning passion to get Hanukkah to the masses. And he was willing to do something that is a little bizarre. Now, I'm not coming for the halachic. He was a halachic person who was a Talmud Chacham muflig and knew halacha and was not willing. He did not compromise. And one can discuss, can you make a bracha in public? And it's a very cool shayla. And a sugya to learn, and he learned the sugya. He was a halachic person. I'm not learning the sugya with you right now. It's a good question. Are you allowed to make a bracha on the menorah in a public square? Clearly, he came out of the sugya that you can. Yeah. What they make a bracha? His talmidim and chassidim make they make a bracha. I believe Shemi. It that? seems so. It seems I don't. I don't know. Again, one has to learn the sugya, and he was somebody who learned the sugyas in Shas. I can't like explain his. He, he has writings. One can study his writings. His chassidim do it. They're very loyal to the Rebbe's teachings. So, but I want what I want to bring out is not the halachic machloikis and aspect, and not the ashkafic thing. I want to bring out that here's a yid who had a to understand this passion that Yidin should have Hanukkah. There's no question about it. Maybe the most known Chag in the world today is Hanukkah. Goyim know about Hanukkah. That was not his interest. He wanted Yidin to know about Hanukkah. I think it's the Chag today in America that's the most widely known, literally the most assimilated person who knows very little about Yiddishkeit knows about the Menorah. It probably is due to the Rebbe. The credit he gets in accessing Hanukkah to the nation, to our special nation, is, is wild. And the thought of what a Yid wanted, I'm not getting involved in the technique and the halachic shayla, but a Yid was passionate that Yidin should have Hanukkah. And he had a plan, a practical plan. He researched it, la'alach, and again, you can't break halacha because you have a want. It was within a psak of halacha. But the Yid accessed Hanukkah to the nation, and Klai Yisrael made a deeper attachment to Hanukkah. Is something that's, if I've ever heard of somebody who had a plan and a thought and a holy plan, he had a plan Yidin should, should connect to a Chag called Hanukkah. They should connect to it. They should want it. They should celebrate it. They should understand it. There's something very, very touching about a man's plan. It's interesting to attack from far. From far, we could like say things and attack. When you hear the machshavis of a Yid, that Yidin should have a Chag, he literally wanted to invite Klal Yisrael to, to Hanukkah. I was moved beyond when I read about it. So I saw today a menorah on a car. I want to share this morning, Bashkoch Hashem, 
It wasn't what I was going to say in Musr today, but a friend of mine who I trust a lot told me today, somebody I look up to a lot, this morning I spoke on the phone, and he asked me if I, he asked me if I ever heard this. He said he heard this from reliable sources. All of us know that Chabad's Hasidim put tefillin on Yidim. So he asked me if I know the Rebbe's Cheshbin. So to me, I love the mitzvah of tefillin. Tefillin is the crown of a Yid. It's the crown of Torah. It's a crown on a Yid. And I like the picture of Yidin and tefillin. If I say the mitzvah of our yeshiva is tefillin, every dar has its mitzvah. In every environment, the mitzvah of Waterbury Masift is tefillin. There's something about tefillin. I have many stories in the yeshiva about tefillin. All different stories and experiences. And I say that there's a tremendous, I watch in this base medrash, people come in here and putting on tefillin. I watch people put on tefillin. And, and it's, it just seems it's a mitzvah that resonates by guys. The mitzvah of tefillin, it's the crown of a yid, the celebration of I'm a yid. I have shaykhist to Torah, I have shaykhist to Hashem. Tefillin's the precious mitzvah that, that elevates a yid. And a yid, a yid puts on his tefillin and is elevated. He becomes a place of Ashra Sashchina. A yid's elevated. Yeah. Somebody, somebody told me, somebody told me, a, a, a Ben Taira from our base Medrash told me that they're very upset at Hashem. And they said that they're not doing the extras. They're not doing extras. They feel like they have a certain hurt. They were working through things. So somehow I asked about, the, are you putting on tefillin? The person said, of course I'm putting on tefillin. I said, I thought you were upset. So no, I'm not, he said, I, I, that, I'm, the things that Hashem gave me that are good for me, I'm not taking away. I li-. He said, I feel different when I, don't, when I feel tefillin, I'm elevated. He said, what Hashem gave is a gift to me. <laughs> I'm not returning millions of dollars to him. I'm, I'm doing things that I feel for him that I can't do. What's for me, this person felt tefillin. He said, what's for me, I wouldn't not do. He said, I put on tefillin, I'm elevated. I, I, I love the tefillin. He said, that's, so I, tefillin seems to be mitzvah. Now, this person asked me if I knew why the Rebbe asked his chassidim to put tefillin on people. So I told him, I told him I never had a kasha. That wasn't something that ever bothered me. Of course he should put tefillin. He told me, this friend of mine this morning, told me that the Rebbe's cheshben to put film, it's, it's amazing. He said, you think the Rebbe's chassidim go around, they ask, are you, are you Jewish? He said his main kavan is the guy should say, yes, I'm a Yid. He said, if the guy says, I'm not putting on film, he said, he's a Yid. He said the Rebbe's kavana is he wanted his chassidim to ask, are you, are, are you a Yid? And the Yid to say, yes, I'm a Yid. Yeah, I'm a Yid. Oh, excellent. He said that he, now I'm sure he wanted the tefillin also. But this beautiful person wanted Yidin to acknowledge I'm a Yid. So he had his Hasidim put tefillin. I'm sure he wanted tefillin also. I'm sure. A friend of mine told me this morning from a reliable, my friend's reliable, and he told me from a reliable source that he wanted that conversation. Are you a Yid? Yes, I'm a Yid. That conversation. The next step, I'm not putting on tefillin. The Rebbe was already happy. The person said, I'm a Yid. Oh, you're a Yid. The guy... Announced, he's a yid, I'm a yid. And he wanted that conversation. You're a yid? Yeah, I'm a yid. We should go around yeshiva. We should ask, you're a yid? I'm a yid. <laughs> Guys assaulted. You ask some people, they get very insulted. I'm sure a lot of Chabad Hasidim. Guys, yeah, I'm a yid. Look. 
chutzpah. The guy looks so proud of chutzpah you asked him. We've all had cases where we asked a yid. The guy gets upset at you. Of course I'm a yid. And the Rebbe wanted the person to announce himself on the Yid. Not amazing, Abby. That a guy should announce, Ich bin a Yid. Yes, I'm a Yid. <laughs> the next step, maybe you put on tefillins. The guy said, yeah, halavai, halavai. The guy said, no, I'm not putting on today. But he already accomplished something. The guy said, yes, I'm a Yid. You ever heard this, David? I was very, very moved by the Kavanas. So that's what, of Johnny seeing a car with a menorah on top was more me that I have to say it today. I have to say this, my say, yes, I'm a Yid. I very badly wanted, does anybody else know the niggin that you taught us yesterday with Chaim? Who else knows it? David and Yehuda come up. The Chevra wants to hear it again. Martha, you know the song? A very special person. Where's CJ? Where is he? CJ, CJ, come from. Ellie, you know it? Come out, Ellie. Only when he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Everybody should join. Everybody, let's join in.
I want to learn a sugya. Avi and I started learning the sugya. It's a sugya that's percolating on my mind this week. We're going to touch one aspect of it. And then I want to meet with the Hebra about a plan for tomorrow. So the sugya I want to study, we're going to study a sugya and plan out a detail about tomorrow. <laughs> the sugya, the sugya, it's, in the, it's still there. It's, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, CJ. Thank you. Thank you, Yehuda. Thank you. Rabbi, say like this. In the parsha, there's a medrash that Rashi brings that I want to, Zevi, learn a little more sophisticated. Mathis and Alicia, like this. Rashi brings a medrash. Hashem appears to Avram Avinu, the beginning of the parsha is Vayera. So Hashem appears to Avram Avinu. Vayera, love Hashem, and Eloine Mamre. And the Torah tells us where Avram Avinu was when, Avram Avinu, when Hashem appeared to Avram. It's fascinating pasuk because it's so detailed. Vayere love Hashem. Hashem appeared to him. Eloine Mamre. Mamre was a man. Eloine translate the plains of Mamre. It means in Mamre's field, in Mamre's yard, if you will. God appears to Avram in a fellow named Mamre. There's a dude, a guy named Mamre. In Mamre's yard. Interesting. And then it, it's explicit what Avram Avinu was doing. And he was sitting. Interesting. There's no conversation, by the way. God doesn't tell Avram anything. There's no, we're not told about any conversation. And that's the end of that. The Torah, it's not like later on after he comes back. Very interesting, fascinating Pasuk. Very fascinating Pasuk. Hashem appears to Avram. Now, for anybody who studies Torah, there are many diyukim in the Pasuk. It says, Vayere love Hashem. It should say, Vayere Lavram. And Hashem appeared to Avram. It says, A love to him. It doesn't say, Hashem appeared to Avram. It says to him, this was a turning point. This story, Vayere Lav Hashem, Beloine Mamre, was a turning point in Avram Avinu's life. He was Zaycha here to a different type of connection to Hashem. A, beforehand, when Avram Avinu had Nevois, his body would shake. There were Nevi'im, when they had Nevoah, the physical body would be shaking. They would be in some state, their body was just going nuts. Because Hashem was coming and they were connecting to Hashem, but there were parts that were like almost struggling with that connection. You have a physical part. Our souls are always very kosher to Hashem. But we have a body, and by many Nevi'im, the body would shake. Avram Avinu, Vayere love Hashem, is brought in Svarim, that Hashem appeared to Avram to every aspect. It says to him, not to Avram. Our name represents the deepest part of ourselves. <coughs> so like to Avram, I should say that I'm Daniel Pinchas, but then I have parts of me that I haven't brought into my name. There are parts of me that are just dudes. And those parts, 
Vayerei love Hashem means that Hashem connected to every part of Avram Avinu. He came in Merkava L'Shechina, Hashem appeared to him. It describes Avram Avinu as like chilling. He's sitting, he's sitting, this profound connection to Avram, to every aspect of Avram. If you want to tie in the Nigla with the Nistar, in the hidden world, this refers to Giluyim that are very, very deep, and every aspect of Avram was connected to Hashem. In the revealed Torah, it speaks about Avram Avinu that we learn from here when you're judging, judges should sit. Avram wasn't judging. What's going on here? We learned Dayanim sit down in the presence of Hashem. Elikim Nitsa Badas Kel. God hovers and judges, judge, and they stay seating in a deep way. Living Lahalacha is bringing Halacha, saying that even my mundane aspects, I go to work, a yid can be connected to Hashem. It's bringing our physical connected to Hashem. And in Psach, you could sit in the presence of God, means even when you're not oimed and standing there and serving, you could have a profound connection to Hashem. That's the world of Allah. A guy's working and is connecting to Hashem. And that's Avram Avinu, was that madrig of Merkava Lishchina, of keeping tire of living with Hashem. It's a new madrig in Avram Avinu's life that every aspect of Avram connects to Hashem. And Ed Nevu, his body did not go crazy anymore. His body stood regular. He's sitting there and he's talking to Hashem. That's in Parshish Vayera. In this Parshish Vayera, Hudi, in the middle of this amazing Mara, Hashem appears to Avram. And Avram Avinu's body is perfectly calm, and it does not, he's with Hashem. In this, at this moment, where, where did this happen, this new change in the relationship of Avram and Hashem? By the way, this is called in Chazal, a new tkuf in the world. It's 2,000 years, and the world now is a world of Torah. The world of Torah starts from Parshas Vayera, a world where a person connects to Hashem in every aspect of their life and a new period in the world that starts a period that eventually we receive the Torah, but the period of Kabbalah Satira starts here. Where did this happen? In Mamre's field. Now, Mamre, who's Mamre? What's this dude? Mamre, what's Shaykhaz? Avram Avinu had a question if he should do bris milah. He wasn't sure. And he asked his three friends, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, what do you think about bris milah? Mamre answered in the affirmative. Mamre said, I think he should do it. And since Mamre agreed to bris milah, God met Avram and changed the entire world in Mamre's rishos. Now I have a whole bunch of questions. You ready? Ready? Question number one, why does Avram Avinu ask if he should do bris milah? God told him to do it. Question number two is we just had bris milah at the end of Lech Lecha. Avram does bris. Avram is now changes. He becomes this connection. His physical body is connected to Hashem. A new world order of the Yid connecting in the deepest way. It's a world of Torah. And in the middle of this new world order, well, Mamre did a nice deed, so shout out to Mamre. And it becomes, yeah, somebody said, hashtag Mamre. Like, what's going on? The Torah interrupted, like, it's the Torah, it's eternity. 
And the Mamre was Chaim's line. Who said hashtag Mamre? Chaim said hashtag Mamre. Like, what's this shout out to Mamre's? We're learning Torah. We're reading Torah. It seems like a disruption. I'm sure Mamre is very nice that Mamre told Avram to Brismil. So we have a kasha white Avram Avinu asked Mamre to Brismil. We have a kasha. Why does Mamre get a shout out in the middle of Brismila? What's this like reward to Mamre that he gets a little shout out? What is the reward itself? What does it say that God appeared? It was in Mamre's house. What is that reward? So, Dover, we have many questions that come up from this interesting Chazal. Years ago, years ago, I was learning by a Rebbe's by a Rebbe, and this Rebbe knows Shas and Paiskim. He knows Shas word for word by heart. Shas, I tested. I'm friends with this Rebbe's son, and Friday night we would play a game when we were little kids. We would read any line in Shas, and he would tell us what Amud it's on. Any line in Shas. This person knows Shas Balpe. He knows Yerushalmi backwards. I'm talking about Be'iyun. He's written Svarim on the entirety of Shas. Somebody who's a Talmud Chacham is a, is a Tariqa person. I was learning by this Rebbe, and I met an old friend of my Rebbe. And he called my Rebbe by his first name. It's not my Rebbe's first name. Let's say my Rebbe's name is Shmelka. He said, oh, Shmelka's your Rebbe? Oh, Shmelka's. He started like chuckling. Him and Shmelka were classmates. I was. I thought it was amazingly inappropriate. I thought it was remarkable. I, you were classmates. He's a big Talmud Chacham today. But the person was trying to like maybe pump himself up, me and Shmelka, or maybe put my Rebbe down. And he. It was like a, it was a strange behavior. He's a big Talmud Chacham. You were classmates one day. He's a, he's a Gain B'tayra. It was very disrespectful. Again, what the Shirish is, it could be, it was very, very disrespectful to somebody who's a big person. <coughs> I'll give another example, and then I want to explain. There's a sefer called Sif Sechaim. Sif Sechaim was written by the Panovich Mashkiach Reb Friedlander. Reb Friedlander was the Mashkiach in Panovich, a very, very big tzaddik, Reb Chaim Friedlander. In Sif Sechaim, he makes a claim there was somebody, Yochanan Kohen Gadol, Connects to the Hanukkah story, but not for now. Yochanan Kain Gadol was a Kain Gadol for 80 years and he went off the derech. Now, the Kain Gadol is the Gadol Adur, it's one of the greats of the generation, and he went off the derech. And the truth is, people have choice every day of their life. And it's a very like mysterious story of one of the Gdoyle Adur becoming that from. The world talks about at risk kids. I never heard of at risk Gdoylem. And this is a God Ladur, went off the derech. That's, it, I, I never loved the word at-risk kid. Everybody's at-risk. I, I don't know what, you, it doesn't describe it at risk. We're all at risk, I guess. Maybe there's a bigger risk. I never like thought that was like the defining factor of somebody's at risk. There are other, like, at risk of the, a lot of, I, we're all at risk. I, I never thought that was like, whenever you give a name to something, you're defining something. I always thought it's a terrible name also because it thinks about Shmira. At risk says this person each Shmira is not the answer. At risk is very dangerous. His name is very dangerous. I never liked the name an at risk kid. I'm not call what you want. I don't care and I get what people are communicating. I thought it's a very, very weak source name, at risk. It's almost saying like we didn't do a good job with the Shmira. I, I, I would give a different name. Maybe so. 
I don't know, just wouldn't be at risk. That, that the other names, it would not describe anything to me at risk. Every year's at risk. I, I don't know. I'm not, it wouldn't describe anything to me. Probably call a soul. I don't know, a soul like the, I don't know. At risk doesn't describe much to me. But nonetheless, nonetheless, Yochanan, this Yochanan Kain Gadol, also at risk. And after 80 years of being a Gadol Adar, he went off the derech. And true Rochnius, Chazal described Rochnius as hard to acquire, Vinayach La'abe, very easy to lose. Rochnius is, is something that you could lose, and clearly this Yochanan Kain Gadol lost it. Chaim Friedland and the Sif Chaim says a pshat. I trust the Sif Chaim. Again, you have to say, where did he get this pshat from? It's a chiddush. He says that the source, that it means he went off the derech, was he was mevazah divrei chachamim. He did not respect the words of Chachamim. Now, how'd that happen? Rabbi Chaim Friedland says that his friends were the Rabbanan who made Gzairus. Shmolka. His old friends were the ones who became the Tanaim and made Gzairus. <laughs> and he didn't take it seriously. He left. He said, that Gzairus? Oh, he made it? No, no. It wasn't like Chashiv Tim. It was his childhood friends. And he was Mivayish Divrei Chachamim. And that was the source of his going off to Derech. He did not listen to the Rabbanan. It's a person's chayiv. A person doesn't listen to the Rabbanan. It's chayiv to, 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 to put him in cherem. It's chayiv cherem. It's ostracized from the community. And Yochanan Kain Gadol was mevatel divrei chachamim. Now one can understand the problem. It was his friends, people he grew up with. and He didn't take it so seriously. Now... I want to explain a little bit what happened with Avram Avinu, and I think there's a lot with you and I can get the way I'm understanding it. He's told Bris Mila what's going on. Why does he ask Aner Eshkol Mamre? He has three friends, and he asks Rishos, God told him to do a Mila. What's he asking permission from anybody? And the way I understand it, it's based on a Svasemes, based on teachings from Reb Geisler. I don't want to say I'm representing Reb Geisler or the Svasemes, because the way my own interpretation, the way I'm understanding it. But I'd like to share with the guys as follows that Avram Avinu has these friends and they serve Hashem together. And their very rational approach, they see Hashem everywhere. In our own bodies, we see Hashem in every fruit, in every tree, the sunrise, the sunset. They notice Hashem and they live with sincerity to a creator. They have a lot of gratitude to a creator. And they live very in this world with Hashem. And they're living this existence, this beautiful chevra with Hashem. They're equals of sorts. Of course, Avram Avinu was the Rebbe. He taught them to, to notice Hashem in the Bria. He taught them to live with Hashem's existence. And they're living as, as basic equals. Avram Avinu, Aner Eshkol Mamre. They're called in the Torah, Bale Bris Avram. The people who have a bris with Avram. What it means a bris is they had a covenant. They had this very deep friendship. They had a friendship of people living with God, sincerely with Hashem. One day Hashem says to Avram, I want you to have a bris milah and you're living different. Different than the people around you. I'm saying a bris means Hashem says me and you Avram. And Avram's like, uh, he has friends and Hashem's telling him you're living different. Now it's starting a new world order. Till then, I don't fully get this yet. Till then they were living with Hashem, they saw in Teva. 
there's now going to be a new world that you're going to live higher than this world, the world of Torah. Hashem's going to reveal secrets and secrets that you can't just, you can maybe discover deep in the world, but you need Torah to uncover it. Say it in that Nusach. And Hashem bringing a bris to Avram is saying, Avram, you and I, he's now departing from his friends. He's been asked for a unique task and mission. And he asked Rishus, because they're Echeretz, he's telling Aner and Shkomami, asking permission on bris you're with the group and you're now going to be separate. He, they're is expected to say to Aner and Shkomami, I have a mission now. It's a goodbye of sorts. I'm sort of being separated from you now. We'll still stay friends, but I have a mission, a unique mission. And he asks Rishus. And Mamre, remarkably, is Mechazek Avram, gives permission. Now here's what I want to explain. That friend of my Rebbe who was saying Shmulek and trying to, it was a difficult Messiah. And his friend, the childhood friend, became a big adult. And how do you relate to that? Is you could feel guilt, you could feel shame, like he's big, I'm also. The best way to relate is to be mevatel yourself to that, to respect it, to appreciate it, to celebrate it. The best way is to accept also, his best weight would be to be mechabed. And by the way, if he respected it, he has shaykhs to it. If you mechabed it and respect it and mevatel to it, that's terrible. Yoichanan Kain Gadol's friends become the Manhigi Adar and make Zeus. I'm with them. You're Mivatel to it, you respect it, you're Shaykh to it. Mamre's task is the Yid becomes the Yid. Mamre's task is to become bottle to that, is to respect it, to appreciate it, to celebrate it, to, to say, okay, Yid, to learn to respect it. It's a hard task. Because the instinct is you feel inferiority, you, and you have other ways. If something is very powerful, you can make fun of it, and that's an Eitzah too. What that person came up to me and like mocked my, spoke disrespectfully to my Rebbe, he really has two choices. To respect it, to be cuff of to it, or to mock it and put it down. Mamre's bitl Tavram Avinu, and the fact that Hashem appears to Avram Be'loyne Mamre is not a side shout out to Mamre. It means that Mamre is shaykh to the bris. Mamre is shaykh to this bris. You know why? He was kafuf to it. He told Avram, I'm with you. And he humbled himself to it. And Hashem appears Be'loyne Mamre is in itself, is in itself not a side shout out. It's in itself an acknowledgement that you have shaykh to this bris. What Avram Avinu was given, you're also Shaykh because you humble to it. So now why is it still here? We're in the middle of the parish of Bris. So the way I understand it is that's the Yid's task himself with Torah. It's not a side point. And what's happening is the Yid was handed, he was living in the world and he was handed a higher Madrega. The task of the Yid is to be Mevatel to Torah, to be Mevatel to a higher Das, and then the guy is mevatel to the yid. Each one humbled, so it's not a side shout out. What Mamre did to the yid is what the yid's task is to Hashem and to Torah. To be mevatel themselves to Torah. There's something bigger and deeper. This wasn't a side shout out, shout out Mamre, hashtag Mamre, no, no, no. The, the duty itself of the yid, that's mevatel himself to higher madregas. 
Mivatl himself to Tyre, Mivatl himself to Ratzon Hashem, Mivatl himself to a deeper world. That's the very task that was given to Avram Avinu and to the Yid, to his, proge- to, to his, to his descendants, progeny right now. And Hashem appearing to Avram in the Chelek of Mamre is not a side sugya, it's the sugya of bris. That Avram, you yourself, I'm separating to live a higher calling, to, to live deeper than the world and bigger than the world. To live this world of connection to Hashem, of bitl to Hashem, Zratzen. Parshas Vayera ends, and the Parshas are very connected. It ends with Avram Avinu passing the Akedah, the greatest Madrega in history of bitl Adas. Hashem, your world, what you say, and I'm evatl myself to that. And that aspect of being mevatel to something higher, if you think about what the bris meal itself, it's amazing what's mashlam yid, what makes him tamim is the cutting of self. He cuts off a piece and he becomes tamim, becomes whole. The very acknowledgement of my frailty, the very acknowledgement I'm battled to something, is mashlam the yid, and that's what the calling of a yid, to live tayra, to live ratzin Hashem, to live higher, the Yid's mevatel to something higher. And where does the guy, where do we come in? See, either there could be anti-Semitism. At Sinai, a sinna yardala hatred came into the world. The word Sinai means sinna, and Chazal say that sinna came to the world. There are two responses when somebody's singled out. You have honor and Eshkol who tell Avram not to do it. Don't leave us. Be one of us. We don't accept you different. There's the hatred, not accepting of this new madrega. That's one response. That's that person who came up to me, shmolek, like putting down, making fun. I don't accept somebody going to a higher calling. Or you have the mamre response, which is mivato. Please, Avram Avinu, it would be my honor that you would take this step forward. Where can I do to assist? And Hashem appears to Avram in the rishos of mamre. Mamre has a part of this. Mamre hosts Avram Avinu when Avram Avinu has this eschus. Mamre is shaykh, very, very shaykh to this. The irony is that Yochanan Kain Gadol's task, this Yid could have a lot of shaykhs. He should proudly say, I am Rabbi so-and-so's classmate. I'm shaykh. He would mamish get a chilek. Well, you're part of his journey. I always tell the guys at the Siyum at the end of the year, celebrate each other's success. When you celebrate somebody's Siyum, Rabbeinu Yoyna says, if you're in the Chabur of Tzadikim, it's a quote from Rabbeinu Yoyna, even though you don't do the same actions, you get the same schar as them. It's Rabbeinu Yoyna. He says in Avais that if somebody in your Chabura finishes Kola Kula and you're friends with them, you get Schar of Oloimid Kola Kula. Rabbeinu Yaina writes this. Can look, I can show you in Avais. He says, If you're mevatel to it, you're, you're, you're humble to it, you're encouraging of it, you're accepting of it, you cheer it on, you get the Schar, Rabbeinu Yaina writes. Tell the guys that they assume at the end of the year, guys have on their chilek hundreds of mesechtas. You celebrate it, you appreciate it, you're humble to it, you're shaykh to it. That's the story of Mamri. It's really the story of every Yid's task to humble himself to something bigger, to Hashem and His Torah, and the task of other people. We're witnessing times, we're witnessing wild times, and we're seeing Goyim who are praising Yidim, 
who are humbling themselves and we're seeing Goyim come out very anti-Semitic, whenever you see, whenever there's, a, there's today a very big awareness, Amayid, that Sma'ira and people either rebuttal the Eshkel and Mamre response, the Eshkel and Aner response of putting it down, don't separate yourself, stop it. And knocking it and attacking it, a sinner, a hatred, it elicits one of two. We're literally witnessing this story, Biamenu. It's cool, we're reading the parasha now. We're witnessing there were three friends of Avram. Two out of three were against his separation. Eshkol and Aner were not for this bris of Avram Avinu. They did not answer in the affirmative. And Mamre cheered it on. And forever you'll see Goyim. When Yidin remember their Yidin, you'll see Goyim who put it down. And you'll see Goyim that respect. You'll see both responses. The task of anybody is to see truth and be mevatal to truth. The Yid separated, respect the Yid. There's tr- then a Goya Shaykhis to it. Goyas every gets schar. He's a big person. It's Selim Kim. He sees MS. If he wants to become a he can become Yid. He wants to stay a guy, he stays a guy. Mamre stays a guy, but Hashem appears Beloine Mamre. He appears to Avram and Mamre has Shaykhis to it. Why does he have Shaykh Nasalai eight Salamila? Mamre gave him Chizuk. The eight Avram Avinu asked him because it was a Derek Heretz. And Mamre cheered him on. As the person should cheer him on, then it's Beloine Mamri. The irony of this guy said, I'm your Rebbe, and he called him Rebbe. I'm Rev Guri's, I was Rev Guri's classmate. Then he's Shaykh to that Aliyah. He's Shaykh. He's respecting it. He's Shaykh to it. It's an instinct of people, if a friend steigs, either to knock it, to make fun of it, to say, oh, Bob, you're me and Bob, they call him his English name always. And they always like talk about like a, often they'll say, oh, Bob, he used to get so mad when we played sports together. Always a very like put down type of thing. So that's one response. It's the opposite of Bittl. I see you have no shaykhs to shtaykh. You're not part of it. When I hear that, so you, you just excluded yourself from shtaykh. If the person with Kavayit say, oh, Rev, so-and-so, I was his classmate. Taka was special then also. Oh, yeah. I would have such respect, truthfully, Hashem appeared, Be'eloine Mamri. Oh, you're Shaykh to his journey. You yourself are Mechabed. You yourself are Mifatel. You yourself acknowledge he has Talmidim and you understand what that means, so then you're Shaykh to it. That's my understanding right now. There could be deeper things, Manny. That's... That's how I'm wrapping myself, my mind around this memra so far, Menach. You'll tell me if I'm getting it right. This, this, is, this is right now what I'm capable of understanding. Right now. How I'm capable to understand it. Maisha here. Yeah. I see, this sug is relevant in all our lives in many, many ways. In many ways. We're shyach to bigger things than ourselves. We're shyach. You're shyach to it by being humble to the bigger thing. You don't have to write it off. You don't have to knock it. You don't have to put it down. If you're humble to it, you're humble to it. Then you become shayach to it. You humble yourself to Torah. You could be shayach. The instinct you read is safe. You don't understand to just knock it and put it down. It makes no sense. Okay, so you're not shayach to it. If you actually respect it, then something could be above your intelligence. And you're shayach to it because you're humble to it. You could be shayach to Torah when you're humble to it. Then, by the way, you've got Mamre. Did, Mamre wasn't part. He wasn't really. But you know what? He became part of the whole thing. You know why he humbled to it? Last eight, he cheered Avram. He was shy to the Gan 
the difference to a friend who's succeeding. To, you'll see friends in yeshiva, friends taking off. You'll see one guy feel guilty and make fun of his friend and try to like stop it. You'll see that, that response. That's an eshkol and on their response. They'll make fun. A guy of roommates like Steiging, they'll put him down. They'll try to stop it. It's bringing his mo'ira guilt. They feel they're not shaykh. By the way, they're not shaykh to it. Then they have a friend Steiging and another guy is like the most encouraged. I've seen it in Yeshiva. You're shaykh to Steiging. You're part of it. You're mamish. You have schar from the Steiging. You, you know why you're shaykh? Because you're kafuf to it. And I might not even be doing it. You're not Isaac and saying, but you're shaykh to it. People's own insecurities. Very hard. Avram singled out. Not me. Mamre had cashes. So, so the easier thing is to put it down and, and, and hinder it. You hinder it, you're not shaykh to it. Mamre respects and pushes and celebrates that Hashem appears. You're shaykh to this. You're mamish in the parasha. He's shayach to it. He's night of schar with it. Forever, Hashem had this marit avram be'aloyne mamri. It's not just a cute shout out. He's shayach to it. And it's the very task of the Yid himself to hide things. And we're shayach to it. Manny, am I saying it in the ballpark right? Or? We like it. I'm sharing from your Rebbe, CJ. I'm trying. I'm trying. This is what I'm understanding, but I know also it's more, but I don't want to limit it. But what I understand right now, the Vazi Shliki, yeah. It's like a chitzonius, where like inside, let's say you're like smoldering, your mom is fumigated. I'm not too much No, 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 I'm saying, no. So I'm saying that's the way to attach to things. If you understand that, you won't inside. I'm not, I'm talking about inside work. My biggest shaykhist to the thing is the respect of the thing. What? I'm not the is biggest shaykh is this guy's French thing. He could jump on the bandwagon by respecting, by encouraging. He's shaykh to it. He's shaykh. That's your best way of being shaykh to big things. Respecting it, celebrating it, appreciating it. So then you're part of the Gansazach. The irony that if this guy, Yochanan Kain Godlan, his friends would celebrate it, then he's like the most shaykh to all the things his friends accomplished. Wow. There's a tremendous chizuk in that and the truth of that. You're actually, you're part of the whole thing. Put it down. Yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to share. The last...